So wanted to start with this because we know that as we plan and look at the future of the city of Edmonton, some big decisions being made in uh, the next couple of weeks at City Hall. Yes, budget deliberations set to begin on December 1st. City Councilor is going to be hammering out the four-year capital and operating budget, which will see you know, more than $20 billion allocated over the next four years. So we know that these debates happen every fall. This one's going to set the course through, what, 2026, right? And as always, there's uh, more requests than cash. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, tough tough decisions to be made, especially with the current affordability crisis that, um, you know, that the province, that Edmonton, that you, many of us are facing right now. With that in mind, my friends, uh, a group of representatives, well, representatives actually from a group of Edmonton business organizations, including the Chamber of Commerce, commercial real estate organizations, and the Edmonton Metro Urban Development Institute have offered up some advice in an op-ed. You might have seen it in the uh, Edmonton Journal. Kaylin Anderson is the executive director of the Urban Development Institute, joins us this afternoon. Kaylin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jalen. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to talk with you. So we know, obviously, budgets hugely important. They set the path uh, for our city for years ahead. Why is this one on the group's radar? Um, and, and, and why did you see the need to put pen to paper and offer up some thoughts? Well, this one is really extra important, I would say, for a few reasons. The first is what you said off the top, which is that every four years we set out a longer-term budget. So we essentially commit, when you think about uh, even some spillover into the following year, we're essentially committing a half decade's worth of investment. So getting that right off the top is critical. Um, we're also in a strange condition here where we've come uh, through a very turbulent couple of years. Yeah. We're now facing more uh, affordability issues than ever before. Individual businesses are feeling it. People and their families are feeling it. And so at this time, too, this uh, this budget also has the, the, the possibility of further exacerbating that pain mm -hmm. or potentially helping to relieve it and um, set Edmonton up for a successful future. You know, I know that there's a lot of concern out there uh, around the, the size of the, of the of the tax hike. <laughs> you know, what what is that going to look like? I can tell you that former Mayor Bill Smith called my show uh, just the other day saying it has to be low given the financial situation so many are in right now. I mean, things are tight for so many folks right now. Outside of you know what happens you know in individual households if there is a tax hike and of course that's you know where you know, so many of us are going to feel it what does too big of a tax increase do to um, the appeal of Edmonton outside of the individual yeah, well, that's a great question. And actually, what most folks might not be aware of is that it's actually the non-residential taxpayers who cover the majority of the, the, the tax base. So we're talking about our commercial uh, areas, our industrial areas, um, you know, everything down to, you know, your local coffee shop. These are all of the non-residential non uh, taxpayers who, because their businesses might not seem to be... Um, 
coming off as quickly as human beings. But of course, Edmonton is uh, a city where 95% of our businesses are local. So mm -hmm. when we're talking about non-residential tax base, what we're actually talking about is your business, my business, all of our businesses. And when we think about the cumulative impacts that uh, our different local businesses have been facing over years and what the difference might be between investing in Edmonton, in the Edmonton region, or even outside of um, Alberta in general, um, it's pretty important to realize that capital and talent are fluid, which means that they can move anywhere that they mm -hmm. find a good deal to operate. So if we make it harder to operate here or less appealing, that can actually be quite damaging in the long term in terms of us being able to grow our economy. And, and the piece says specifically that Edmonton is at a turning point. How so? Well, Edmonton needs to decide what it is that it wants to become. Uh, we are, we're a city of a million people, which seems large, but in the context of kind of the country and the world, we're quite a mid-sized city. So, you know, we have, we have some key choices to make. We can try to accelerate our, our growth. And I, I'd suggest that we do that by attracting the best and brightest from around the country and the world to live here, coupled with attracting new investment and supporting new businesses. Or we can kind of try to stay the same, or we cannot really be as ambitious and we might find ourselves in a situation where we lag behind. And that's really not a good situation for a city to be in because our big cities in particular are in a super competitive environment mm -hmm. with other uh, communities around the country and frankly around North America and the world. And Kaylin Anderson joining me this afternoon, the Executive Director of the Urban Development Institute Edmonton Metro. So in the uh, op-ed piece uh, that you were a part of, of writing, there are three principles that you've outlined. Uh, it says, you know, here are three principles for council and the community to consider over the weeks ahead. And I want to just touch on those and get into the uh, get into them a little a little bit because I think when you just hear the word, um, you know, the, 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 the big bold letter word, people might not, under not understand that. But when you talk about ignite, you say ignite, what does that mean? Well, it means that our dollars can can work for us. Uh, they work for us in our businesses. They work for us in our um, in our private lives. And what dollars working for us in the context of municipal budget would look and feel like is that every new tax dollar that's spent by our um, elected officials on our collective behalf should be actually um, creating more opportunities for growth. So, kind of like you know, the taxpayer spends one dollar and he like takes. $3 in, or in that, put another way, creates the opportunity for the private sector to, to triple that uh, investment. Or, you know, also uh, another example might be that other orders of government, provincially and federally, often have matching grants. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we can try to, you know, focus our energy on areas where $1 of taxpayer money for an Edmontonian turns into 3, 5, 10 that come back to our community, that's where we should be choosing to make that decision. One of the things that uh, is in big bold letters here is is focus, and I think this is one of the ones that I hear a lot uh, from my listeners on this show. My listeners uh, want City Hall, want Council to do the business of you know keeping the roads clean keeping the roads in repair maybe getting out of all of the shiny stuff i guess if you want to put it on that way and 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 you guys touch on this as well focus 
Yeah, right. And I think, you know, we start our commentary by saying that not every problem needs to be dealt with at City Hall. And I know that as the, the, the order of government that's closest to the people, often there's a lot of pressure to deal with things that are not outside or sort of that are not within the municipal mandate, um, the health care issues, um, uh, homelessness issues to a certain extent as well, and housing. These are other mm-hmm. jurisdictions. Um, and, you know, it might, might feel very tempting to want to solve all of the problems, but in fact, if we can really think about what is the core mandate of the city and do that right, um, then we'll be in a much stronger position overall and we won't become as worn thin or distracted by every potential opportunity to intervene. And the next thing up, you know, follows along with that is to commit to doing that, is is making sure that those those basics are delivered and delivered well, Kaylin. Yeah, absolutely. And so maybe what I should have started with off the top is that it's pretty unusual and I think it might even be unprecedented that all of these different business organizations, which are funded by by members that are private sector, uh, have come together uh, to really share this message. Mm -hmm. Because what we've been hearing from our thousands of members across Edmonton and the Edmonton region is that we need to start getting the basics right. We need to have a clean, safe downtown. We need to have well-kept streets and uh, well-maintained parks. And these are sometimes the things that are not the sexiest things about running a municipal organization. Mm-hmm. But truly, if, if we don't get the basics right uh, and we don't have that sense of civic pride, then it's really hard for us to feel confident to attract more people and investors to come to Edmonton. And I would also say, just to add on one more thing, um, any kind of polling of Edmontonians reveals that the top issues are these very basic things. So if that's really what Edmontonians want and need, then we're calling on our municipal leaders to deliver that. And we're going to leave it there this afternoon. We'll see if they're listening come December 16th or, you know, if it wraps up prior to that. Uh, how will you and the organization measure success moving forward? Well, I think that, you know, the most important thing that needs to happen right now is to have the conversation. So our business organizations are trying to get as many people involved uh, in sharing their opinions with uh, City Council so that there's a, a more fulsome and balanced sort of perspective in terms of what Edmontonians are truly uh, hoping for in their budget. And to that end, one of the things that we're actually going to be doing is holding a panel presentation on the 25th um, of this month uh, to really discuss these issues further, particularly with the business community. But any Everybody's welcome. So um, what we would be encouraging folks to do is to come out to uh, that event to uh, find ways to write letters to council and communicate what matters to you because really they are our representatives and they're doing their best to understand, you know, what it is that we need uh, individually and collectively to succeed. And um, hearing from folks about what they think is important is really the most critical thing that we can all do right now so that our messages get across. I want to thank you for making time uh, to further the conversation on this show this afternoon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jalen. Yeah, take care. Kaylin Anderson, again, the Executive Director of the Urban Development Institute, Edmonton Metro. If you missed that op-ed piece, you can check it out. It was in yesterday's uh, Edmonton Journal, but again, kind of outlining what these organizations believe that City Council needs to be paying attention to and focusing on as it heads into these budget deliberations, huge budget deliberations, beginning December 1st, running through, well, it's scheduled to run through to December 16th. Will it take that long? We don't know. But I know a lot of you are wondering what's going to come out of that and in you know in the end how it's going to affect your bottom line right i think we're all wondering that right now my husband and i had a conversation about that this morning 
right, about how much more can you take on? You know, the cost of everything else going on. So, you know, I know city councillors, I believe city councillors are aware of the pressures being faced by so many of us right now, so many of you right now. 